Hey, this is Rob from Major League Eventing, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning into this little short little bonus episode that we did with Boyd Martin. Uh, Boyd was sitting ringside at his uh, Pennsylvania training facility, Windora, USA, and um, we've recorded this with video through Zoom uh, ringside. So uh, we had, uh, it was a little bit of a windy day and it was a little bit overcast. So we had a few little internet connection blips in and out, but uh, the content is still really good. And we really hope that you listen to this. It's not the quality of audio that we wish to bring to our podcast normally. However, if you listen to this, you'll get the point. Hopefully you'll, you, you understand that this is uh, not the audio that we typically try to bring to you. Um, if you want to watch the video of this, you can catch this video on YouTube or on our Facebook page, Major League Eventing, and on our. We encourage you to join our Facebook group, Major League Eventers, on Facebook. So we have a lot of fun stuff going on over there. And again, yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and so forth. So, with all that being said, uh, we hope you enjoy this very short little ringside chat with Boyd Martin. Cheers. <laughs> And I'm Rob and Karen. We are introducing a very special guest. We're doing a quick little one hit, just a little update with our good buddy, Boyd Martin. Boyd, welcome to the welcome. show. Hey guys, how are you? Glad to be on here. Hope you're doing well and you maybe you should separate a little bit. <laughs> a little social, yeah. She's, uh, I've been vaccinated. Can't, you know what I mean? Stay away. <laughs> she can't exactly. I try to push her off. And she just can't. She how can she resist Boyd? You know what I mean. <laughs> so clear, clearly, Boyd's over in Windora. So it looks you got the beautiful background going. Yeah. So Boyd, how is the COVID nineteen affecting you? Oh, it's it's very very strange. I mean, part of it I, I'm really really enjoying. It's uh, it's a, a very much a more laid back life. There's uh, no four o'clock in the morning alarms, you know, rushing off to uh, plantation horse trials or um, it's, it's the farm's very, very quiet. There's no lessons coming in, people riding here and uh, no owners coming to look at their horses. So it's, uh, in a weird kind of way, part of it's really, really good where we're just completely focusing on uh, the training of the horses and improvement of the riders that work for me and uh, and that sort of thing. And uh, But, you know, obviously, like everyone else, we're taking a little bit of a hit with, um, you know, a little bit less income. Uh, cross-country schooling uh, has hardly been used this year, no priority and uh, no teaching, no clinics or anything like that. So it's, uh, yeah, a little bit good but a lot a lot frustrating. What type of what type of percentage of a hit? Like, have you thought or like looked at the percentage of how much like that that has hit the the pocketbook there? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, the weirdest thing is that we're when I say we, all my crew here, I've probably got seven or eight guys that work for me. I mean, we're working as hard as ever. Like everyone, horse gets trained properly. We're we're hard at it all day, every day. It's um, so the you know the walls like. You said the income has dropped a fair bit. I mean, I'd say we're down um, uh, money coming in. Well, there's no teaching. I'd 
say we're down like 30 or 40 percent of wow. our income and um, so i'd say if we're lucky at the moment we're we're just if we're lucky we're just basically the money we're earning at the moment is just horses in training and that is not very much of a profit margin on that so I'm hoping that we're just about breaking even, but yeah, we're definitely not making much money. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's terrible. Now, is there any benefits to having this extra time off? There's probably been a few few advantages. I think the horses are getting trained a lot better. They're, they're not going to competitions all the time. Uh, they're a lot sounder. I've got to say, I've got a very, very sound group of horses just because we've stopped competing and galloping the horses and, uh, Family-wise, I think uh, it's awesome being at home seven days a week with my kids and Silver, and um, and I think the guys that work for me, they're probably getting a little more time me coaching them just because I'm here a lot more and uh, and on the ground and able to, to help them with their riding a little bit more. So there are a couple of positives to come out of the old coronavirus. Yeah. And what about the the Olympics being uh, – You know, obviously the Olympics were – uh, postponed at least a year now. Hopefully, that's that that's it. And then following that will be a WEG year, if I'm not mistaken. Right? If I do my math right. So do do you, do you think there's any? Uh, what do you think about that whole thing? Does that is that help you having that push back a year, or you think you're primed and ready to go? Or yeah, I mean, I got to say, I, I as far as Olympic goes, I've, I've obviously done two at London and Rio, and this year I really felt that I had. Uh, the most sort of informed horse or as a period in, in time where I thought that I was really in a position to do really well. But at the same time, like, yeah, also everyone sort of before the Olympics got cancelled, we were sort of all expecting the Olympics to get cancelled. So you're sort of half preparing yourself that this big event that you've been aiming for is not going to happen. And to be quite honest, I mean, the Olympics is awesome, but that's not, not the whole reason I do you know, I uh, it's a major goal in my life, but it's not the the reason that gets me out of bed or fires me up. So you just got to roll with the punches, right? I, I think um, this virus is obviously massive, and it's taking lives around the world. And um, if the Olympics happens next year, I hope I'm there, and uh, I hope my horse is in great form. But if it doesn't happen, or I've, or I've missed my window, such as life, mate, you just uh, keep rocking on, and uh, it, you know, there's there's got to be this sport that sort of spurs you on and motivates you so i, I think the olympics is is a great thing but it's not the end of the world gotcha right on right yeah. on now we've been seeing a lot of video of your new exercise pen can you tell us a little bit about it yeah well a uh, shout out to uh kyle carter everyone i put on a uh, video of it on facebook and everyone thinks i'm a genius uh <laughs> but kyle carter actually uh has come up with this invention He's called it a conditioning pond. By the way, I'll take full credit. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, it's a conditioning pond. So, uh, yeah, a racehorse mate of mine in Australia called Pat Starr, who's the trainer there, um, submerges his horses right up, you know, about four foot deep and uh, gets them fit that way. And then I saw Kyle Carter's um, pond that he had much less water where the horses are sort of really creating like almost a passage type motion when they're trotting through it. So, yeah, we built this pond. Eric Bull uh, built it. He's built all my water jumps here. And it's a pond that you can sort of have from anywhere from two inches deep to four foot deep. 
And, uh, yeah, we've had it in for a week at the moment, so we're just trying to figure out how it all works. So uh, at the moment we're lunging the horses in, a, in the water, which is about one foot deep, and it's sort of we're doing 10 minutes lunging on each horse once a week and uh, it really gets them blowing and it makes them sort of work almost like they're going over trot poles, like their hind end has to pop up and uh, Silver takes her dressage horses in there. She rides them in there a little bit more than us. And then today and tomorrow we're, we're walking the horses with the rider in there. So it's, it's basically a cheap man's aquatread where the horses sort of walk in there for 20 or 30 minutes with their necks down and quite a full and strong, strong walk. So I don't think it's a complete game changer, but I'm hoping it sort of builds up a bit of strength and uh, endurance and muscling on the top line. So we'll just see, see what the benefits are, but it's yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. When you get something new, you know, you, you like to use it, use it lots and lots, and I hope it's part of our training here going forward. Gotcha. And the, the uh, sort of cross country is open the 1st of uh, May. And so, yeah, the, can you tell us a little bit about you have the cross country, the gallops, what all is available for people to come in and, and, and uh, trailer in for? And is that new water conditioning pond uh, uh, open for business or is that private to you guys? And Rob, we're basically opening everything up. The governor of Pennsylvania is starting to open up activities like uh, camp and golf courses are open and so I sort of figure that we're under that banner just because cross-country schooling you're, you're very much a, at a social distance apart um, and so we're going to officially open that up and I've had a couple of my mates coming over just quietly but uh, we're opening it up to the public on Friday and obviously the ground's beautiful out there. We've got the course set, and uh, they, I'm hoping these events start opening up. They're, they're talking about next month they'll be open, uh, the eventing will start, so we, people will need to start schooling their horses and getting them ready again. And, uh, yeah, we've got the gallop track open, and people can come use the conditioning pond and the, the jump ring behind us. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good sport, equestrian, just because it's a, it's a one-person sport and uh, you're, you're far enough away from each other. I think it's a safe enough sport that we can gently um, keep chipping away with lessons and and the, uh, the idea of using it's different to wrestling or basketball where you're, you're physically touching other people. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping uh, the sport horses or the equestrian sports get cracking on pretty soon. Gotcha. And the, we, we mentioned earlier about the, 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 the good horses that you have coming up. The, I think you might, I don't know, as far as I can tell, you have about the deepest string of horses going right now between seasoned veterans and up and coming horses. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you, what, what, what you have over there? I mean, I, it's incredible that the amount of horses that you have that are all getting ready to really hit the advanced and, and four and five star levels. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's sort of a combination of a lot of things. You know, basically we started, Silver and I started our business probably in 2008, 2009. And, you know, to start with, you got to take on all comers and uh, fill your place up with anything that anyone that wants to send you a horse. And probably about 2012, I started to get in a position where you could select horses and pick them and, you know, a lot of these horses were three-year-olds and four-year-olds and, um, you know, it's such a long, long process. So a lot of those horses that we picked 
you know, eight years ago are now in their prime and hitting the advanced ranks. And, you know, I think each year we're trying to pick up um, a new horse, a younger horse and develop and, uh it's such a long, long process, but you are right. I think we've got an awesome squadron of horses at the moment. We've got a, a very deep upper-level horses all the way down to, to two-year-olds, you know, and, uh, and trying to sift through them and, and uh, pick the best ones and pick the strong ones and, and if ones that aren't quite up to it, try and relocate it to a, a lower-level rider and, uh, you know, and at the same time, it's a, it's always a juggling act of, of finding owners. And, uh, you know, sadly, I've, I've lost a couple of really top, top sponsors yeah. this year, and Steve Blauner and Trish Boone. And uh, so it's a it's a hard game, mate, just because uh, you need really, really good horses. Then you need awesome, awesome people to back them, uh, a great, hardworking, dedicated group of staff to, to help you work through them and, you uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a tough process, mate. It's a, it's it's a never ending a never ending struggle. Yeah, for sure. Well, you definitely uh, you definitely manage it well. Mm-hmm. So, for anyone that listens to us regularly, they know our son Joe works for you. He's been there for a couple of years with you, and we uh, we keep seeing videos of you walking around with crutches and all this stuff. And and we asked Joe about that. Joe said, since you're getting a little older, you're slower, so you can't quite <laughs> catch the people to beat them. Yet, yeah, so that's what you're using the crutches for. I wonder, is that true? That it's all about just beating the work and students with the crutches. Yeah. So last week I uh, snuck in for a surgery. I, I've been. Uh, I got both my hips scoped out. It was a, a surgery that I was supposed to get done at the end of this year, and uh, they, uh, they, the team doctor, Dr. Mark Hart, got me the best surgeon in America. Sides and and they shaved off a bit of bone and uh, off and uh, stitched up a tear that I had in both hips and uh, I think I'll have a lot more mobility and uh, it should uh, prolong my career and it's uh, like I said I was planning on getting it at the end of this year but um, I snuck in got it done now while it's a little bit of downtime and uh, I should be back on the horses pretty soon fantastic well that's good so it's not true he's not beating the workers with the crutches at least he didn't admit to it at least he didn't admit to it Awesome. Now, hey, uh, we also were talking, you, you, you were mentioning that uh, you, you, since you're kind of, uh, we're in this little bit of lull, you, uh, you're kind of opening up a special opportunity to some young riders. Uh, can you talk about that? Yeah, so basically, um, Silver and I just built this um, awesome accommodation here at our farm. It's, uh, it's got nine bedrooms and uh, it's like an apartment type place to house uh, some of our staff and then people that come train with us and I figured uh, the next four to eight weeks are going to be pretty quiet so I'm going to um, put an offer out there going to try and get four to five or, or really really serious uh, amateurs that want to come base here and uh, yeah for four to six to eight weeks they can come stay here accommodation here they get training every day they keep their horse here and uh, it's a little bit of a lockdown. You can't come and go as you please. And uh, we're still taking the coronavirus very serious here. So there's no parents hanging around or anything like that. So we're, but it's, I'm sure there's riders out there that are, are eager to progress and, and really get something out at this downtime. And uh, yeah, it's an opportunity out there for, for anyone that, that really wants to work hard, improve their riding. We've got the cross. Imagine. 
your need for your horse is right here. So uh, if anyone's interested, they can get in touch with me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Boyd, thank you so much. We know you're busy out there on the cross country. You got people riding behind you. It looks beautiful and a uh, little cloudy, a yeah. little windy. No, <laughs> but thank you so much yeah, for joining us. You. We really appreciate it. Probably, probably a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thanks, thanks a lot for joining us. All right, guys. All right. Good to see you. All right, buddy. Bye. Take care. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like Major League Venning on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Eventers, on Facebook. Cheers! <laughs>